Why are we so excited? We are so excited about our program here at DYD and the purpose of our program. Our mission is to change the perception about black boys and black men in America. America seems to be afraid of the black man. Uh, they call us thugs and, and when we go to department stores, we are often followed by clerks thinking that we might steal something. And they, we are perceived as being uh, dangerous. So here at DYD, we want to change that perception. And we do so by motivating, inspiring, and educating young men of color to become leaders, and not only in our community, but in our state, our country, and the world at large. As I've already stated, I wanted to change the perception of uh, black men in, in America. And we wanted to, to uh, give them all of the resources to, to change that perception. We want to change their lives and we do this through workshops, through seminars and field trips. We recently, several months ago, took our young men as a part of our Black History series, we took our young men to walk across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. And that was very enlightening, not only to us, but of course it was very enlightening to them to walk the path that John Lewis, who, who recently passed and have not even been buried yet, but we walked that path that he walked and we just felt something as we were walking across the bridge with the young men. Yes, it was very spiritual. Uh, we got a chance to even meet a survivor, uh, Mr. Sally. You remember Mr. Yes, Sally? Yes, absolutely. And he told us about Bloody Sunday, how many people were actually hung in the trees, beaten uh, by crossing over the bridge. Our young men, they were in awe. When you cross that bridge, there's a spirituality that comes across a little bit of anger. Yes. Uh, then you have a sense of peace. Yes. And sadness. It gave you a, an eerie feeling to, yes. to sit where the people would sit after church and bring their picnic baskets and watch black men being hanged like it was a, a, a festival. Spectators a, a, event. Yeah, spectators event. And we had the opportunity along with our young men to actually sit and to see the trees. The trees, the hanging trees were still there. Yes. It uh, really brought you an urgency to want to make sure that when you go home, you want to participate in making a better life for African-Americans and people of color, of course. But our young men, 
really got to see the history. We talk yes, about yes. history to some to our young people, but not enough. We don't tell them the actual stories. They just discovered during the trip to Selma that the Honorable John Lewis had been beaten over 40 times trying to cross the bridge. Yes. You know, yes. during protests and so on. And I just think that as adults, we need to take time to tell the true history and let our young people experience it. And I believe that's why at Dandy Youth Development, Dr. Dandy has what he considers the outstanding men of color. It's a wall with over 54, 54 portraits. Portraits of outstanding black men. And we, we just know that it is overwhelming when you walk into our front door, when you walk into the room and you see 54 portraits black men who have succeeded. And we did this to motivate and to inspire our young men to let them know that they can succeed. And we teach them to never, ever, ever say, I can't. Yes, and it's also important that they understand how to give back to the community. That's part of Dr. Dandy's legacy. He wants to make sure that our young men not only are a part of the society, but by giving back, paying tribute, and helping others. Part of our shield, we have a symbol that reaches back and we teach our young men how to reach back and pull your brother up because you can't have success by yourself. And, and back to John Lewis. John Lewis is one of the uh, one of the portraits on our wall. Matter of fact, John Lewis is my fraternity brother. And uh, I remember John Lewis from the 1960s uh, when he sat at, he and uh, other young men sat at lunch counters in Alabama to be served. And I was a student at Bethune-Cookman at this time and he inspired me and five of my friends to do the same thing because we could sit at the lunch counter uh, about a mile from the campus of Bethune-Cookman. We could sit at the lunch counter, but they wouldn't serve us. So we decided that we were going to follow John Lewis and we, we sat at the lunch counter at Walgreens and we uh, uh, were thrown in jail three times and, and eventually, the lunch counter and Daytona Beach became integrated. Yes, it's, we've lost several civil rights icons uh, in the past few weeks. Yes. I think it's important that you continue to teach our young men that come through the doors about the history of the African American. Yes, yes. And also, of course, uh, you stated that we lost another icon, and that was. Uh, Reverend C.T. Vivian. Yes. Yes, and he was an inspiration. Uh, but you know what? Our young men are really tuned in to voting. Yes. Uh, because this experience at uh, in Selma, Alabama, allowed our young men to see how difficult it was back back then in the forties, and the fifties, and the sixties how difficult it was to try to get, try to vote. Yes. And that is a right. 
and, and John Lewis was nearly killed. His skull was fractured just because he wanted to vote. Yes, and then also the trip to Montgomery. Yes. The Peace and Memorial Museum. I think that brought it home for our young men when they saw how many names of not just men, but men, women, and children that were on the cinder blocks hanging from where they had been hung between the states of Florida and Arkansas. Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. Tennessee. Tennessee. North Carolina, yes. South Carolina. Some places it was just whole families, like 10 or 12 members in one family that were hung for no reason. And that and that was not all of them. Those are the ones that, that they could find who had been hanged. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and that wasn't that a strange feeling to walk through the grounds and all of those statues and the names of all of those people who had been hanged only because they were black. Yes, it was. And they've taken, they've got one area where they've actually taken soil from areas around the United States where people were lynched and put it in that one box that almost looks like a casket, but it's a mixture of all the different soils. Yes, and there were names of two people from Chatham County who had been hanged. Yes, yes. Yes. It was a wonderful, enlightening trip. I know that you plan on taking our young men to Washington, D.C. Oh, yes, when when it's safe. When it's safe. We've had to change some things, the way we do things, because of uh, COVID-19. But we have, uh, we had plans to take our young men to Washington, D.C. during the month of June or July to visit the Civil Rights Museum and to visit historic Howard University. And uh, we were gonna uh, see some other monuments in Washington. And then we were going to take, bring them back through Maryland to the Harriet Tubman Museum. Right, we were also going to take them to museums that aren't really talked about, that are black museums like the Mary McLeod Bethune Council House, and then also to the National Council of Negro Women. That's the only building on Pennsylvania Avenue between the Capitol and the White House that is actually owned by African-American women. Yes. And then we were going to take them to the Frederick Douglass home, just different places where we don't get to see and see, we, we want them to know their history because uh, we, we have a rich history, which is not in our textbooks. Uh, it's hidden. We, we'll, it's, you know, they're trying to hide it from us, but we want our young men to know where they came from. Yes, that's important. And that's why in a sense, I think the curriculum that you have at the Dandy Youth Development Corporation fits in very well. It's actually grooming our young men, not only to be uh, members, productive members of society, but also being able to groom themselves, take care of themselves, carry themselves like a man should be. They have their learning skills as far as the art of tying ties. We actually had a workshop where they learned how to tie a tie in 40 different ways. I didn't didn't know there were that many ways to tie a tie. (laughs) And actually, you can tie a bow tie with a regular tie. I didn't know that. I thought all of them had to be short. 
<laughs> but they're learning how to uh, take care of themselves as far as even the sense of smell, being able to pack a little bag of deodorant and a washcloth to take with them to school. So when they have the football and basketball and baseball practice and swim team practices, they know how to freshen up themselves before they get back in that classroom or on that school yeah. bus. <laughs> yes. And, and we're even teaching them chess. Yes. You know, chess uh, teaches them how to strategize and how to think creatively and not only chess but we're also teaching them how to play golf you know a lot of deals are made on the golf course so we we, we have a vast program for our young men yes we've also the first one of the first things that we do when they come in is to actually teach them how to introduce themselves we have a class that's called um, introduction 101 and it varies with the handshakes on whether or not you should shake a female's hand and how to pull out a chair for a young lady or even recognize that you need to get up and let her sit down yes um, there are a lot of things that our young men they learn at home but it's not reinforced like even setting a dinner table a lot of us I think coronavirus has done one thing for all of us and that is kind of bring us together yes. for meals a lot of our young people don't know how to set a table and some of us grew up where we had something called home economics in school yes. where you actually learned how to set a table if you didn't learn at home and with those Sunday dinners, you know, everybody took time, took a turn setting dinner tables. And so our young men, uh, they have had courses on setting a domestic and international dinner table. Yes. And that's something that they carry with themselves now. So we try to teach them etiquette and grooming, self-esteem and public speaking. They've had Toastmaster series here. Yes. And I think that was, what, six weeks? Six weeks. Six to, or eight weeks. Yes, to, to teach them how to speak publicly and how to uh, express themselves through words because our words identify us. And that was very interesting uh, to, for them to stand at a podium and to be able to just be given a topic and to be able to speak on, on that topic right away. Yes, yes. Yes. And we also have biblical principles where we teach our young men about the Bible yes. and how to pray. Yes. Um, all of our young men, um, they do belong to churches. Mm -hmm. And they are, most of them have some type of role, whether it's in the youth ministry, playing the drums or doing the worship leadership part or even in the choir. But we want to reinforce that. It, it is so important for them to know God and to know who God is because we cannot exist without having God in our lives. He wakes us up every morning. He protects us. And we, we want the young men to know that they must have a spiritual life. Yes. And also, we, we also have health and fitness. Um, we've had people come in and speak to them about reading labels and what labels mean on the food that you purchase. And also, 
exercising. They've had trainers come in and teach them how to exercise. A lot of them don't move as much. We do outside activities. We had uh, Meet Me in the Park, yes. where we played old school games in the park for a week solid <laughs> at 10, yes. 9 o'clock in the morning until about 10, 10.30. And we noticed that we would get more children in the area to come over. We didn't exclude them. We didn't invite them to come on and play with us too. We were at a park and uh, it woke up the senses. I'm worried that now they're inside at home even uh, the coronavirus, you know, their favorite yes. is of course the video games. Video games and, and, and TV. And then two minutes, we might mention the fact in this society that we live in now, uh, when you turn on the TV and you, you see what happened to George Floyd and so many other black men in America, uh, police brutality. We even had two police officers to come in and talk to our young men and let them know how they should conduct themselves when stopped by the police. Um, and even with that, it's still difficult yes. because we have targets on our back. Uh, you know, when we walk down the street, it's not so uncommon to be stopped by someone. Look at Aubrey in Brunswick. He was minding his own business, jogging. So we want our young men to know how to conduct themselves and to, to, to just be safe. And we hope and pray for them. Yes, we do. We actually uh, recently, we have two that have just graduated high school and are on their way to college. And unfortunately, they may not get to experience the first semester of college the way that most have in the past due to the virus. But we try to keep encouraging them to uh, participate online. Make sure that they go to their classes, even yes. though they may be at home for school. It's important that they get up and you know log in and attend class online. School does not stop. Education does not stop just because of the virus. So um, I'm very happy to say that they're actually going to uh, Savannah State yes. University. <laughs> yes, and one is going to be playing football, and he's going to be a part of ROTC. And after he graduates, he intends to go into the military as a, a commissioned officer. So we are so proud about that. We're proud of our, our young men, period. And we have seen a change in all of them. Yes, we have. They came in not really knowing each other, shy. Now they're brothers. They know yes. each other. And and we, we have seen them grow up. We are seeing them grow up. And, and we were teasing one of the young men the other day when we were on our, uh, when we were on, on, on the telephone, on Zoom. Um, he has bass in his voice now. And, <laughs> yes. and we remember when he came to us, he was barely talking. In a high pitch. <laughs> and now he sounds like a grown man almost. <laughs> with a couple of others who have, their voices have changed. And looking at Zoom, looking at them on Zoom, they've actually filled out some more and they've gotten buffed up. Yes, yes. <laughs> but we're very proud of them. I think one of my um, favorite moments thus far since you opened your doors on January 
17, 2017. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. No, it doesn't. It's to see how they have grown up. Yes. You know, and that they're very respectful young men. Yes. Um, and, and we're proud of that. Right. And when they when they uh, shake your hand, they have a firm handshake and they look you straight in the eyes and 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 we like that and we we we've taught them that. Yes, we've also we encourage them when they're inside and outside of DYD is to remember the code of conduct and the oath that they took when they walked in the doors that they would carry themselves by something we call a dandy man. Yes. Which is an outstanding man of color. They'll grow into the outstanding man part, but we want them to carry themselves like a dandy man. Yes. The program, you've had over hundreds of workshops in the past three, four years Yes, almost. about 110. And so yes. is this some, is this program something that uh, you have a fee for or how are the monies? Well, heretofore, I've been doing personally about 95% of the financing. We have received some donations and, and at this point we can let the community know how they can assist us. And you can assist us by writing us a check and sending that check to Dandy Youth Development, 3709 Waters Avenue, Savannah, Georgia, 31405, 31404. Yes. Or you can uh, donate through our website, yes. dandyydc.org, and also on Facebook. I do want to say if you donate through Facebook, it does take a while for your donation to reach us. We just recently found that out <laughs> and it stays yes. anonymous. So if you sent something through Facebook, please call our office at 912-999-6269 to let us know so that we can uh, thank you and also yes. uh, send you out a uh, receipt for your donation. Dr. Dandy, tell us um, how are the young men recruited or how do they enter your program? Is there a certain criteria they have to follow? Is it open up for only certain ages? Well, there is absolutely no cost. This is a free program. Uh, we have not turned anybody away. Uh, our young men, we usually take them from the ages of 12 through 16 and we follow them through high school we provide for them uh, and when they finish high school we assist them into uh, obtaining uh, scholarships to go to college if they cannot uh, get scholarships through college we actually have given scholarships dandy the DYD scholarships, because we want all of our young men to succeed. And as I stated already, no cost, absolutely free. And it's a great program. There's tutorials for students that need help with school yes. academics. There's outings that we go on at no cost. The trip to Selma didn't cost anything for our young men and their families for them to go. And also, uh, 
when we were on the trip, we fed them. Yes, we take care of their meals. We took care of all expenses. <laughs> we actually provide meals and snacks here at the uh, facility also, which by the way, is a wonderful place to come and just look at the history inside of the Dandy Youth Development Corporation. Yes. Now, at this point, Mrs. Went, we don't want to tell it all. Right. <laughs> uh, because we will have other podcasts. But we do want you to know, community, that we would appreciate your help, your support. You can become part of the DYD support group. And we invite you to look at our website and our Facebook to familiarize yourself with us. And also, we are always recruiting yes we are always open our doors are open for new young men to come through our doors and be a part of our family dandy youth development corporation ages 12 through 16 there is no cost it's just a commitment to participate in our activities and and we want you to know that it is a pleasure to serve our community in this regard. Thank you so much.